Hey everybody, this is George from the Mana Cooler Podcast. When I'm not recording my own show about spell penetration, nether vortexes, I'm listening to the Double O Podcast with your hosts, Estrus and Ophili. A new episode starts right now. episode of the Double O Podcast. As usual, I have no idea what episode we're on. It's something like nine, eight. I think it's eight. 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 Yeah. Oh, I was so close. <laughs> and this week, we're gonna, we uh, got a group of gaming parents together uh, because it's always been kind of a mystery to me because I'm single and childless and will probably stay that way for the rest of my life. Oh. And... Um, yeah, so I was, but I've often had gillies who've had kids, and so yeah, we were just talking about that, and he said, hey, we know we know a lot of bloggers, a lot of podcasters who recently have had children or who have young children, and I uh, wonder if they'd like to come talk about it. So yeah, we thought it was something that wasn't really talked about either. Like that's a big aim of our show was we try really hard to bring up topics that don't come up very often, and we felt like that was just something that nobody's brought up before, and it could be really interesting to go there and see how people um, kind of cope with being a parent and gaming and balancing all those responsibilities. So that's uh, that's why we thought it would be fun to cover this. Yeah, so we've got three gaming parents with us now, and we might have a fourth joining us in a little bit. That's a lot of parents. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't mm. even know if my Skype can fit that many people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a play date, but with adults. Isn't that what rating is all about? Yeah, I guess you could say that. I mean, there's toys. You get epics, and there's always somebody that usually has to go sit in the corner because they've been bad. I mean, yeah, you could draw some parallels between that, at least in my rating that, experience. And there's always, like, you know, someone gets someone else's toy, and then there's complaining, and then there's drama, right. and then... <laughs> Get tears you know? and stomping, and, and then there's the one writer. It's like, oh, just yeah, it's, it's the whining and the, <laughs> and then there's the other writer who's always biting people, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> and the and the one writer that teaches everybody else the bad words. Exactly, <laughs> you hey, know, onto something here. <laughs> yeah, so let's introduce. Them. So let's uh, welcome Bannon from Dwarven Battle Medic. Hello, how are you today? I'm good. It's my birthday. Yes, I heard. I, I read the tweets. How is your? Um, <laughs> how is the party with? Uh, or yesterday that you went to? It's been really. It's been a good birthday for me. It's my golden birthday, so I'm 28 on the 28th. So it's been. It's a lot of fun. I think the interesting thing is getting tweets from people I never ever hear from before. Like I always like people to you know interact with me, and there are people who haven't ever said a word to me, but because it's my birthday, they're very excited and they felt the need to tell me that. So that's cool. It's cool seeing new names on my feet. Well, that's for once. Why birthdays are awesome. It's like an excuse to talk to people that you wouldn't have talked to otherwise. Well, I would think they've talked to me. I mean, they're following me, you know. I'm still not up on that. I think it's very strange and people just lurk. But but it's cool. I'm trying to engage them and I'm trying to keep them around and hopefully it stays up. Yeah, I only ever get uh, Facebook messages on my wall like once a year. It's like my entire wall is nothing but happy (laughs) birthday messages going back to when I joined Facebook. (laughs) Okay, so let's introduce our other guests. (laughs) 
welcome Hydra from Twisted Hi. Ender. Hi, Hi, welcome. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, we're glad to have you. We were really worried that we wouldn't, again, you were one of those names where I wasn't sure we'd ever land you. And I was like, <laughs> how are we going to get Hydra? Like, she's so invested in Twisted Nether. And I, I've never known you to really do guest shows. And I, I actually, like, this is my first guest show. because <gasps> Yes! Yeah. It was because, and, and the reason why it took me so long to respond was because, you know, it's part of being a parent. You have to negotiate and figure out, like, if you even have time. And then we're, for me, it's the middle of my afternoon. And so my husband's like, oh, go, don't worry about it. And I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'm just okay. glad landed you. It's very cool. So, I'm really glad to be here. Yay. And our third guest, Seraphis. Hey. Good evening. I'll just do whatever show people throw at me, so <laughs> I like I like Hydra. I'm I'm always available. I figure for as many times as you've had me on your show, it's kind of nice to have it be the other way around. <laughs> oh, so I'm the, I'm the pity guest, okay? No, uh, no. Hey, uh, hey, that's fine. I'm okay being that type of guest. It's all right. No, you're our, you're a representative of bacon. That's that's why. You're oh, here. well, that's an important representation. You're here to discuss bacon's impact on family and children. <laughs> it's a big impact. Bacon prices are going up. So it's like baby formula or bacon. I mean, it's it, it's an argument that I constantly deal with at the grocery store. But how store. about bacon baby formula? Is that possible? you know? I've looked and I've found some, and um, <laughs> I have been vetoed. Oh, you're oh, you draw the line. Oh, I'm so getting the dwarfly hooked on that. There is no question about that. <laughs> Because normally your wife is a pretty big enabler. Like, there's very little she lets you – there's pretty little she gets in the way of. And Yeah, that, that is very true. Wow. So she drew the line at bacon baby formula. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm sure your daughter's cholesterol thanks you for that. <laughs> yeah. Like, your daughter has cankles at five. Is that normal? <laughs> Eric, in fact, you know, for and I know obviously your listeners, but you can put this in your show notes, but – in chat, there's the link to the Bacon Baby formula for fan <laughs> that wants to try it. I have put it I in was... the show notes. <laughs> As we're going to get an email from them, our stock has jumped. I mean, it's out of stock right now, but, I mean, what? it's actually cheaper than regular baby formula by, like, three bucks. It's... And this is real. This isn't, like, a mock. This this looks as real as it gets. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and 6,058 people like it on Facebook. It's out of stock, and you have to be on a waiting list now to get it. Jeez, it's like the Hermes Birkin of baby food. Like, wow. It looks really cute. I mean, I want one. To, like, I don't even have a baby. I just want to, like, put it on my shelf. And... I'm kind of curious yeah. if it turns the formula pink. Like, that really, like, the, the strawberry quick. <laughs> okay. We could easily do a whole show about this. We should probably move on. Yeah, yeah. We've had another guest to secretly join us here. Hi, Christine. Can you hear us? I can hear you guys. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Hey, welcome. Thanks. Sorry for the inconvenience of everything. Thanks oh, for having me. Not at all. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah, we can Absolutely. balance it out. We've got, we've got two gaming mummies and two gaming daddies, so it'll... Perfect. Should be fun. Everybody should be evenly represented then. Cool. Awesome. Okay, so to get things started, we did kind of introduce who everybody is. Um, let's kind of go into a little bit more about you guys. So let's go into, well, tell us a little bit about yourselves, where you came from, your parenting situation, how many children you have, how old your children are, and let's start from there. All right, who wants to go first? <laughs> We're just a jump-in podcast. Anybody, there's no order to say what's on your mind. 
Well, I'm, I'm, right. ter- I'm terribly Canadian, so I will let somebody else go first. <laughs> I can go first. Um, I'm from Illinois, and I only have one son. He's 11 months old, and I just recently started gaming again about a month ago. So I'm not like a hardcore gamer, but just recently started. So, Did you take a break throughout? Like you, were you playing at all through your pregnancy, or did you stop entirely? I stopped entirely. I kind of have a lot of backstory to why I stopped. I didn't necessarily stop because I was pregnant. But um, I stopped because we just recently moved, got a new house, got a new job. Just a lot was going on, and I was just kind of looking for something different at the time. So I probably quit for a little over a year total, mm-hmm. well, maybe even longer than that, a year and a half, and then just came back. Nice. I'm sure. Does it feel good to be back? It, it does. It really does. You know, me and my husband play together, so mm-hmm. I think that that helps a lot because it's something that we can do together. And he was still gaming whenever I was pregnant and with, you know, when Jack came and everything. And I was always a little jealous, and I, but I just didn't want to fall back into it quite yet. So I'm, I'm excited to be back. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so, Seraphis, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, let's see. I'm a I'm a, I'm a gypsy uh, from New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Moved down to South Florida, escaped South Florida to come to Georgia, uh, and never left. Nice. Except and for this past have... week, and I drove to North Carolina, but then I came back. Um, nice. And you have one child. One child, six months. Okay. And we affectionately know her as the Nightling, I believe. Correct, the Nightling. Nightling. Okay. okay. Yes. And you've been gaming throughout the the pregnancy and things like that, correct? I have gamed throughout the pregnancy and actually since I was four. So nice. um, before I even actually met the wife, before my daughter was uh, even a glimmer in the eye of whatever that saying goes. So Nice. <laughs> All right, Fannin, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am, uh, I'm from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. I have been gaming for a long time. I've been playing WoW for about three years. Um, I didn't stop gaming once uh once the dwarfling was born she uh she's six months now six and a half months really she was born only a couple weeks actually before uh seraphis's uh nightling and uh, i was actually gaming and blogging pretty much right until we left for the hospital i was mm-hmm. editing i was editing my post on how i was going to cope with uh with the diminished playtime literally as we were walking out the door so <laughs> i tried to not to let it affect me as much as i could but you know now, you two are the, just some of the first parents to come up with the hashtags for your children. Who came up with those first? Was it the Dwarfling or the Nightling? Yeah, I kind of I kind of started that on Twitter. As I started talking about the pregnancy and everything, I, I came up with the Dwarfling uh, name just because it, it really kind of suited the whole uh, theme of my blog. And uh, it really has caught on more than... I ever would have imagined. Pretty much everyone who's had kids since has 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 a has a, a, a ling tag of some sort. There's the nightling. There's um, there's a seedling, uh, I think. Seedling, yeah. yeah. Tank. There's the tankling, I think. That yeah. Just was recently born, and uh, we've got our own five man uh, dungeon group forming uh, actually over on one of the other blogs. So. Yeah, that'll be coming up in the podcast a little later. I was going to be bringing that up actually. Um, Hydra, what's your story? Well. Um, the spawn is how we refer to her. <laughs> and so she doesn't have a laying name. She's the spawn and she's 11 months old. And, uh, I actually was, a uh, uh, rating three to five nights a week before her. I rated all through the pregnancy, wow. probably, um, halfway through though, just sheer size. Uh, I didn't 
raid all the all the nights. I start I started cutting back at that point, just because it was getting late. We we raid late anyways. We were I was in a guild called the Night Shift, and that's when we raided. And then now I'm in a guild called the Sleepless. So oh. nothing's changed. <laughs> Wait, is that a guild full of parents? I, like- it, it's yes, it actually is. Is I actually looked for a guild before because I had it took me eight years to get pregnant. So I kind of knew where we were going. And I had always been when even started with WoW, been very conscious of that, of parents gaming. So when I found these people uh, about two years, year and a half before we even got pregnant, I'm like, OK, these people will get it. Like, I'm, they're not going to worry about if I'm gone or I have to AFK or or you know you have the random because they were doing it we were okay with it I got it they got it and we were still progressing in the game so I actually started thinking about what guild I was going to be in for when I had kids Mm -hmm. you know two years beforehand and um, which has been very beneficial because even now, because I have a reputation and my past reputation of knowing what it is that I do, they have no problems bringing me on like one night a week. They'll be grateful if I'm on, if I'm able to, you know, raid with them. So uh, I was able to raid on and off when uh, the spawn actually went to bed early and go, hey, I'm available. So I've been raiding. There was probably about a three, four month period where it was really iffy if I was ever able, able, even able to get on, and it was mostly because I was so tired. So mm-hmm. what I would tend to do is start the raids and go, hey, if someone comes on to replace me, I'm perfectly happy to step out. So that's kind of where I've been. And we ra- and I raided the Sunday before, um, finished out the week, as I always tell, told my uh, raid team, we finished out the week, uh, Sunday was our last raid night, and then... Uh, the spawn was born on a Tuesday. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so she, so I'm like, oh, you don't get me this week. <laughs> <laughs> so you do bring up a really good point, which we can sort of segue into, is finding the time to play. Um, do you all feel, has that been easy for you to find the time to play? Do you involve your spouses in that decision? How do you decide how much time you have available? I don't think you really can play this game with a, with a child, with a wife, without... Um, talking to them about it and arranging some kind of schedule. Because I mean, if if you just hop on your computer whenever whenever you want and disappear for you know three or four hours in a raid without letting them know, it's it won't last long before mm-hmm. things start blowing up. It's called it, a wipe. Yeah, <laughs> an epic wipe. Uh, it doesn't just mean dying to a raid boss. It also means uh, cleaning diapers and uh, you know when your wife kills you. <laughs> because you're you're not doing your job properly, which uh, we actually, my wife and I have, uh, she's very, very good when it comes right down to it. Uh, she lets me have my, my own time, but at the same time, I mean, if I'm not fulfilling my uh, my roles in the household, that she just goes postal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Christine, have you had that problem as well, or has it been easy for you? Well, it it was whenever I wasn't gaming, because like everybody was saying, the wife doesn't appreciate it, and my husband would... He got to the point where he was just doing that. And, like, I nursed for the first three months, so dads think they can get away with it because they're like, oh, mom's nursing, it's fine. And so he would run off, and it was hard at first. But recently he's got onto a schedule with a rating, a rating guild, and it's worked out perfectly. He has Tuesday, Thursday nights at a specific time. I know that's what he's going to do. That's my time to take care of the son. But 
we've been very, very blessed with a great sleeper. And our son goes to bed at seven and doesn't get up until seven the next morning. So, gosh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I think that's helped us out a ton, too. I don't I usually don't get on unless he's sleeping because there's always an interruption somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I don't and I don't think it's fair to him, you know, for me to be on the computer and him like wanting something. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I'm in the middle of something because you know, you can't, wow, is not a game that you can just jump on and like be on for five minutes. You know, you, it's, you get committed to something and you, it just, it will get in the way of things. So, um, I definitely try to work it around his sleeping schedule. And then my husband and I work out a schedule. Usually we play together when he goes to bed. Do you think that it's easier to negotiate the time because your spouse plays well? Like, do you feel that it would be as easy if he didn't play? Like if there was only one gamer in the family? No, I I absolutely feel it's easier because it's the both of us because I've seen like um, other guildies that wives don't play. They don't get the game as much as I get the game, I guess, because I understand there's a commitment to it. I understand that people are dependent on you. Like if you say you're going to be there, you better be there, you Mm -hmm. know, and like you can't just explain that to somebody who doesn't know anything about the game because they're just looking at you like you're completely stupid. Like what? Come on. It's a video game, you know, and that's what they look at you at. But I understand that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's much easier that we both play. Um, it, in the beginning, it was hard. I'm not going to lie. My husband would probably listen to this and be like, whatever, you were such a little hag at first because I was. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I got a lot better towards the end of it. And now that I play now, I'm like, OK, when you want to play? And he's like, hell yeah, I want to play. And I'm like, all right, let's go. So it's I initiate it more. So either of you that have spouses who don't play, um, do you feel that it would have gone a little bit better? Do you feel, how do you feel that your spouse not playing affects the negotiations? I mean, for me, it's been pretty easy because, uh, I mean, she knew what my gaming schedule was before we had the child. So when, after we had the child, we just basically kind of worked around the nights that I wasn't normally playing. Mm -hmm. Is that's the nights I have to do. But I've had to cut back one raid night a week. Um, until we have a more steady schedule with with her, but um, but no, I mean we're I'm we're usually able to get my daughter in bed by 8 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. Uh, by then, it's too late for me to raid. But at the same time, it's enough time for me to you know spend time with my wife or catch up on TV or watch one of the mountains of Netflix movies I have yet to watch. Or um, so it, it gives me time to do do other things that I actually wound up neglecting. <laughs> because mm-hmm. of rating so like realizing that there's a really a plethora of bad tv out there so mm-hmm. well, i think you bring up a really good point in that like you said seraphis if you've been with that person for a while they know that you've been a gamer for a while so that's something that i would think i would think that should be taken into account when you are preparing for babies that you know I, I, the couples i think that don't do well with it i'm always really surprised about because they make it seem like and maybe it is true they make it seem like the husband just started gaming it's like for a lot of us who've been gaming for years we take that into account going into this and it's always interesting how many spouses seem so surprised that they're dating gamers they're married to a gamer and it's like you did know they were a gamer like you did cover that right and i think if in a situation like yours where they know you're you're gonna have a lot easier time going along with it and working together on it well it's not so much the the surprise like oh my god i can't believe you're a gamer um it's it's the matter of the when when there's a child in the house and there's so much extra responsibility um and really kids especially at this age uh, require so much active attention. You can't just put them in a corner and let them play and, and let them right. do things because they're always falling over. And 
<laughs> so like drunken it, midgets. Yeah, really, she's got such a drunk uh, drinking problem right now, and she cannot get the bottle in her face. But anyway, um, it's it's they require so much active attention that the demands on your time are so much more that if you're if you're spending time playing a game, it's it's not spending time looking after the family, and so it's it's not a matter of uh, of I think it's more of a surprise at how much. The game, the game has more of an impact the, the time that you play rather than before when you, you know, it's just if you're not uh, watching a movie with the wife, I mean, oh well, so what? She's watching her own show. But now it's like I'm playing and she's taking care of the, the baby and that's uh, just so much more of a, of a commitment. So it sounds like you all have gotten to a really good place with your spouses where you do have that agreement in place and you're not really getting any friction for that anymore. Oh, no. Uh, the... <laughs> Even though I play and my husband plays, it's it's always constant negotiation. It's mm-hmm. every week is different. Uh, for instance, we just had a conversation because I I felt like I'm like going, God, I feel I feel like I need more time and I don't get what's going on. And then and I'm like and then I got mad at him because he was raiding. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what happened? Like I don't usually. Because normally he we discuss it and he's he's dedicated to two nights a week. Well, I realized what happened was one of our raiders was moving, and so my husband, without talking to me, committed to a third night of raiding. Oh, and so for two weeks he had done that third night of raiding, and and this is how it all blunt starts blending together when you have kids. So. I didn't realize that that's what was ha- that happened, but right. I felt it. I felt the things that I needed him to help me with, and um, and and it and it it turned out that that's what it was. And I'm like, no, I mean, not that I had any problems with him doing it because I understood that they, you know, with the summer and everything like that, you know, it's hard to get new raiders in there, but. At the same time, I'm like, wait a minute, you committed to a third night of raiding? Why didn't you ask if I could have raided one of those nights? Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, like, you know, yeah. it's still, and I'm like, no, you can't do that. And he's like, you're right. I should have said something beforehand, and I just didn't think about it. And I'm like, exactly. <laughs> so That's actually one of the key differences between having a spouse who does game and one that doesn't. In my situation, I actually did uh, this once. Um, we'd put together a spontaneous raid to uh, on an off night uh, to either work I work on some progression or do something I can't even remember and uh, I didn't really I didn't mention it to my wife and she's like she comes up up the stairs and she's like what the hell are you raiding for that's not part of the agreement and so that caused a, a I think two days of uh, of fighting <laughs> um, in which case of course I I was completely wrong and very very apologetic but that strange enough doesn't help. Well, it's like um, it was like a it was like a few weekends ago. Um, my wife wasn't feeling too good. I helped get the baby to sleep. It was like a Saturday night, and you know Saturdays like our guild's not ready night. But you know she went to bed, the baby's asleep, so I, I logged in for a little bit. I wasn't tired, and we wound up getting a spontaneous like raid together to go back and do like ICC hard modes to try and do uh, get some people their their mounts. Well, you know, we're all joking around, you know, I, I'm going back downstairs to get beers, and we're all having a good time, and then at 2.30 in the morning, my wife comes barging, and she's like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, um, I'm playing. You, you guys were all asleep. She's like, 
get to bed. I was like, okay. <laughs> and, then, and then sure enough, the, the nightling woke up like it's like 6.30 a.m. And my wife is sitting there kicking me out of the bed. She's like, you got to go deal with that. And I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have stayed up. It's nice to see, though, that it's, it's you know, like I said, there's always, I guess there's the assumption that people assume from the outside looking in that if your spouse plays, it'll be easier. It's kind of nice to see that you're all, I don't want to say it's nice to see that you're struggling, but it's nice to see that there really is sort of that equality where just because your spouse does play, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have an easier time with it. Um, so that's good to see that you're all kind of on the same level with that. It's, it's purely um, discussion, you know, yeah. and it's, it's. It's not that you're going to be happy with the the result. It's not that he's going to be happy with the result because honestly, the only one that matters is the kid, and mm-hmm. ma- you know, making sure that they, that that time is balanced and and uh, if that you know, and the easiest thing, unfortunately, is things like wow to reduce your time. You mm-hmm. really get it. I mean, both my husband and I for the first six six eight months of cataclysm were in the top five of our guild for achievement points Mm -hmm. and this is me barely playing that whole entire time that just tells you how much achievement points i had Mm -hmm. and now we're like i somewhere in the middle of the pack in our guild because we just the the going and doing the explorer titles and doing all that type of stuff just isn't as important anymore of our time that we're able to be on wow Mm -hmm. uh if we're on wow it's focused on rating that was like the thing that we enjoyed the most it's talking to people you know you really have to analyze the game time that you're playing and like they tell me oh reputation reward you just you know that that's your best and slaughtered whatever i'm like i need something else what can i buy with gold (laughs) You know, yeah. I gold. I I have time to go to the auction house and deal with. I don't have time to run. You know, two three months of dailies anymore to be able to get that item. Yeah, right. It's almost like you, you have to up. make a decision over like what your priority is going to be in the game because mm-hmm. someone who does like to do dailies. Dailies are great if you have to get up every five minutes to go check on the little one. Exactly. And that's what I was doing when, especially when she was first born, is being able to do. It was just making this, like, basic decision. Are you going to go start in Hygel or are you going to go in Bashir when you started your tune at the beginning of Cataclysm? And, um, I actually, that was a baby decision. Mm-hmm. I ha- made the decision that I needed to go level in Hygel because with the 3D and the swimming and everything going on in Bashir, I could not. I, I did not want to spend five minutes corpse running because I had to stop and like, you know, my character, whereas I could take two seconds, mount up, fly up into the sky in Hygel and then go address what I needed to do address or just log off at that point. I mean, that was a baby decision, not because I wanted one zone versus another. Right. So you do bring up a really good point, and I kind of want to start off with Christine on this. So how do you feel that the game has changed for you since you became a parent? Um, I know there's been mention of time restrictions and, and dailies, and I know especially with the most recent patch that came out with Firelands, um, I know, Seraphis, you and I kind of bantered about this on your show, that there was, um, you know, seven heroics a week to get badge capped if you can't clear the Firelands, plus doing all of your dailies. It did require people to be online more, and I know that you were like, I can't do that. <laughs> and I know that you you were feeling a little bit left out in terms of that. And I know, Christine, you've been gone for a while. And in a game like right. WoW, you can miss so much in mm-hmm. a little space of time. Um, how do you feel that that's affecting you? Like, Do you feel kind of like you can jump back into it? Or how do you feel that your play style has changed? 
Uh, well, I feel completely lost. You're completely right. Um, I And I kind of had to start all over because while I was gone, um, my husband kind of sort of stole my player because <laughs> he didn't he didn't think I was coming back because I was gone for a while. So I understood. But he turned I had a holy pally and he turned her into a tank and he turned she into a he and it was on a different account and we just we couldn't get it. So. Um, I kind of had to start over and we did a recruiter friend. So I, it was like, you know, you just kind of blow through dungeons. So it's hard to learn a character that way because you're just blowing through things. And like, and I started something completely different, went from a healer to a DPS, which was completely new to me. <clears throat> and then I ended up going with a mage and having a great time with it. But I got, I hit 80 last week. And now that I'm at 80, I'm like, I have no clue where I'm going, what I'm doing. Not only did I do that, but I switched from Horde to Alliance. So yeah, I'm completely lost in the game right now. And I'm always going to my husband, like, where, how do I get to here? And what am I doing? It's actually kind of fun because it feels like a completely new game to me now where I, I'm starting over, which is a bummer. But at the same token, I'm learning a lot of new things and just, I, I'm never going to get bored with it right now because I have so much left to learn. So, yeah, that's and I've just been questing right now and leveling. So I haven't done any rating on the new stuff or anything like that. So I have a lot of catching up to do. Did any of you have that feeling that Seraphis had, like when you saw how much involvement this tier required? Did any of you have that feeling of I can't keep up with this or even going into 4.4 and what little that we know about it? Do you feel what was your feeling when all of that started coming out and you realized that you people that had more free time were able to get a little further ahead? Did any of you feel like Seraphis did where you wouldn't be able to keep up or? Absolutely. I found that uh, it it was very, very difficult to find the time to to, to cap my valor points when we weren't reliably clearing uh, the raid bosses. Because mm-hmm. basically the way I've got it set up with my wife is that I've got two raid nights a week, and that's the only block of time that I have that is essentially uninterruptible. Uh, any other time I'm playing is like moment's notice I could be pulled off the computer for whatever reason, right? So sl- uh, jumping on for an hour of undisturbed time minimum to do a, uh, to do a troll heroic was was very very tough much less doing it seven or eight times in a week mm-hmm. so and the same thing with the dailies I, I really couldn't um, couldn't find the time to do those reliably and and do the dungeons and the rating so I, I really had to uh, to pick and choose what I what I uh, wanted to do so mm-hmm Heiser, were you what did you what were your thoughts on all of that when it first came out and you saw what people were having to do to stay afloat uh, I gave it up <laughs> I I really did. I, honestly, like the troll heroics, I've only done ZA. I have not even done ZG. Mm-hmm. And uh, it it was again. It was kind of with talking with my uh, raiders and and unfortunately, uh, fortunately and unfortunately, I have to rely on my um, my other raiders to you know it's almost like this past glory type of thing yep. in the sense that i am just a sub raider but at the a substitute raider instead of a main raider and go hey I, you get me for what i get i promise i will use the best enchants i promise i will use the best gems i will um i mean i going into this this uh expansion i made sure i had over 140 k gold so i knew it was going to be an issue and uh and so now, like, the heroics, I know I haven't completed every single heroic in the game. It was just an impossibility of I could commit maybe one, maybe two nights to raiding, 
but there was no way it was going to be a five man. The only time my husband usually gets five mans in is on a night he decides that he wants to stay up late and he'll do a guild run and that's, and I'll do a guild run. Uh, but it's if the raid was canceled. So if the raid was canceled and he was already committed to being on and he, you know, any, then he decides to do it again and then they'll knock out a bunch of heroics. But really it's, it's one of was what list of those things of like, really do I want to run heroics Mm -hmm. with the, with the time? Right. And, and it was a struggle though, because I do, I, I know to be a good raider, you need to maximize all your points and you maximize all your gear and everything. But it was just one of those things I had to acknowledge and just let it go. Right. Um, so how would you say that being a parent changes your outlook on things? I know obviously this is one of them. Um, you know, if you didn't have a child, would you still be looking at all of these changes going, wow, that's really great. I can't wait to do dailies and I can't wait to farm. Um, you know, or certain things that you see in the game, like let's say you hear a dirty joke on vent and normally you would laugh at that, but now you have to worry about is my child in the room and things like that. Or even if you see something in the game that might be disturbing, um, how do you feel that your outlook on the game has changed since you all have had children? Have you had moments like that where you, have been confronted with something that you would have been okay with without a baby, and now you look at it differently with a baby. I mean, for me, I, I, I don't know. I've, I've never really had that moment where I felt uncomfortable with doing anything in-game because I had a child. It's just the fact that knowing that whatever I do in-game, I'm constantly weighing, am I going to have time to finish this? Am I going to have mm-hmm. time to do that? And it's... Uh, you know, as some of the other parents said, I mean, a lot of it's negotiating the time and, you know, making sure that your spouse knows that, hey, look, I'm going to try and do spend an hour doing this five man or doing this. So, I mean, one of the things that like they when they recently announced the transmogrification, I'm thinking, oh, you know, I, I'm all of a sudden I'm thinking, you know, I was one of those people who on my pally, I threw away all my tier two set from way back in the day because I thought I'd never use it. And now here I'm wanting it back, and I'm never going to have the time to go back and do it on my pally. So, you know, but at the same time, um, you know, they just announced that we're going to probably be able to get some of that gear back uh, through the Dark Moon Isles. Um, So that's something I see myself as having time to be able to do. Because Mm -hmm. if it's just going out to the Dark Moon Isle, doing a few mini games, and then, you know, calling it a day... That's something that I can do, and I could drop it a moment's notice, and it's not going to affect the raid. It's not going to affect the five man if I have to step away for a moment. Mm-hmm. So I, I think they put in some things that are are nice from uh, that casual standpoint that you could still kind of get some stuff done and have some fun with the game, and not necessarily being forced to run old school stuff or n- even new school stuff. So you kind of have some more options. Mm-hmm. And Christine, since we you... argued, and since we argued, they've actually added valor points back to raids, which makes me capping much easier now. So. Yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say that I think for me personally, like I noticed that, like when Vint chat, like or they're just talking in Vint or whatever. I used to ra- raid with a bunch of guys and have a good time and whatever. And now I find myself being much more conservative. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just kind of like quiet and I don't say a lot in Vint and. Actually, I don't think I say anything in event. And I used to be much more outgoing and kind of just like have fun with it. Not that I'm not still that way, but I, I do notice that I've just taken a more conservative approach to talking to other people and talking to the guys and just having a good time with it. And I I 
um, a couple of the podcasts I listen to, I'm always like, okay, I don't want Jack in the car when I'm listening to this because of the language and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So that's probably the only thing that I've really noticed that I've maybe taken a more conservative approach on. Mm-hmm. I'm quite certain that uh, all the bad habits or bad language and things, uh, the dwarfling will pick up from me and not from <laughs> anybody else. So I'm not too worried about that. But uh, um, the thing that I've noticed uh, since I've had uh, had the dwarfling is uh, I appreciate the time uh, on the game more. So, you know, I'm because it's so precious to be able to get half an hour to, to play um, most days. You know, I really do sit down. I, I actually enjoy it more. I spend less time just, you know, sitting around in, uh, in Dalaran or Stormwind or wherever and uh, just, you know, doing nothing. Mm-hmm. So I'm spending my time much more actively, which is, which is a good thing. Yeah. You know, um, the event... The vent chat thing for me, uh, as a podcaster, I've never had an issue as being a talker, mm-hmm. and uh, and actually my guilt, uh, my writers have told that they missed me because usually I'm much more blunt than yeah. other people, and that hasn't really changed because I do raid after she goes to bed, mm-hmm. uh, and and since I also use a headset, that hasn't been an issue also because I could play her music. In uh, in the living you know living room area, so she mm-hmm. can have that. And she's she's seen the what what I'll do is when like I'm waiting for the raid to start and she's still up, I usually actually turn off the monitors. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily because of anything that she'll see. Mm-hmm. It's more because it'll be get her to sleep faster, <laughs> less light. <laughs> so and then so you know, but right other than but. Conservative wise, I don't, I, I haven't changed anything, but never know. The first time she cusses back at me, maybe that'll change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm usually, I usually end up being the one where the parents, the parents have to warn me that they use speakers. It's like, oh God, O's in the channel, we're doomed. <laughs> so I usually get the whisper of, we have speakers, the baby's in the room, please don't tell us that story again. And I'm like, oh, gotcha. Um, so I wish more parents would take your tips because then I wouldn't have to censor myself and it would be great. Um, I guess I'm that guilty, you know. Um, so one thing I do want to focus on Fanon about, his questions aimed Hello. at Fanon, but m- maybe some of you might also be able to relate. Um, your identity as a player, I know, Fanon, you've been very open about the fact that you have the Dwarfling and you even have your own blog devoted to the Dwarfling. Um, yes, your Dwarfling. Right. And you're very candid about sharing pictures with her and people really do adore the updates, myself included, um, and love the photos of the baby and things like that. The only thing I'm concerned about is do you ever feel like that starts to compromise your identity? Because you did have things going on before the Dwarfling. You were the Dwarven Battle Medic. You were kind of getting into the scene like that. Do you ever feel like people are maybe focusing too much on that and that you're simply – I know I was at a birthday party yesterday. My friend is a five-year-old, and people kept calling her Nathan's mom, and she didn't have a name anymore and I remember we were talking about something and I brought that up and I was like so Nathan's mom when are we leaving and she was like don't ever say that to me again (laughs) (laughs) like you're not a person again you're just somebody's mom or somebody's Uh dad although some people people like that you see a lot of screen names that are just you know Sam's mom or right but I mean how does that feel like people you know constantly dwarfling 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 do you ever feel like you know hey guys I'm, I'm a blogger too I mean how does that you know what I mean I really do think that my dwarfling posts are actually anticipated far more than my battle medic posts. I mean, really, I, I never get anyone say, "Hey, when's the next battle medic post coming out?" But swear to God, everyone is just like, 
freaking where's the next Dwarfling update? I want to see pictures. I want to see videos. It's ridiculous. And how do you feel about that? Because you do work very hard <laughs> as a paladin. You, you are very good at what you do, and you have been plugged. I mean, does that ever bother you? Like, do you ever want to say, guys, I, I'm more than that, or that's not all I do? I mean, how, tell us about that. Truthfully, I find it incredibly flattering. I, okay. I love the fact that everybody is uh, is so enamored with the Dwarfling. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that she's got a fan club. I call them the Internet Aunties. Uh, <laughs> you are a founding member as well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You... <laughs> um, I, I think it's I think it's wonderful that she's got a fan club on on the Internet. I was I was uh, I was making a joke that uh, right when she was born that she was uh, she was an Internet celebrity already. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, actually. Interestingly enough, my um, up until very recently when I got linked on WoW Insider, my number one post was uh, the Dwarfling arrives. It was just a very short post saying that uh, uh, she was born and with a picture of her. It's still the 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 the, the one I ha- or the post that has the most comments. But I think it's I think it's great. I actually have no problems with it at all. I don't I don't see myself as being being the Dwarfling's dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. That's not the whole identity. But I, it, I'll tell you this though: it actually has changed how people. I think it's changed in, at least how people have perceived me on the blogosphere. And it's it's give. It's actually um, the tweets that I did about about her and talking to people about her. And uh, it's actually done done wonders to just in terms of getting people to know my blog. Right. So. That's really cool. It's another way to sort of market yourself then in a way. Like it does open you up to a certain audience. I guess yeah, you could say. It certainly was not intentional. Quick, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I need blog views. Can see. <laughs> I swear to God, if I want to get, if I want to get, you know, through two or three hundred page views in a day, uh, it's the easiest thing to do is put up a, put up a picture of a baby <laughs> in an hour, right? Yeah. Um, but interestingly enough, the uh, the only other post uh, that really, really got a lot of attention that was surprised me was when I put up pictures of Ophelia, actually. <laughs> People just like pictures. It's easier to oh, no. than reading. Yeah, they're definitely – she's definitely the more photogenic of the O's, I think. <laughs> no, I'm usually really not. I just had a really good photographer that time. Yeah, oh. sure. <laughs> Okay, you know, so- we're, we're talking about the topic. I just want to throw this in there. Um, it just, it kind of give you, okay, think of your mom, like I'm the Spawn's mom. And, and I always think of it, this is a title, this is a title in game. This is like one of those epic titles that only so many people have and are able to accomplish is the mom and the dad of, of that person. And, and now this is your real life title that you'll, that you'll be attached to you. Mm -hmm. And so you can either be, you know, if you're, you can either accept it or hide it, Mm -hmm. you know, like you change your title of your role at that, that moment, you know? And, and, and that's the thing is that I, Oh, we, you always have those titles in your bag of titles and you get to decide which get pulled out right now, especially since all of us are talking about having really young ones, being the mom or the dad is just your title that gets pulled out for you because it's in your face. It's your right. most recent title. And it came with so many titles. I mean, uh, I mean, you're not just the mom or the dad. You're like the father, the mother, the disciplinarian. There's like that one title is actually like the start of like of 150 more titles that got dumped on you all at the same time and different versions, but all the same idea. So 
I mean, that's how I look at it, is that I just got these new titles in real life that I have to get adjusted to, and because everybody around me is going to be using them for me. Yeah, that's a really and that's great part metaphor. of the adjustment. That's yeah. a really great metaphor. I didn't even think of it that way. Uh, so, Hydra, you mentioned that you are specifically in a guild that's sort of family-friendly, and, and the name alone to me indicates tired parents. Yes. Um, so how about the rest of you? Would you say that your guilds could be seen as family-friendly? Is that something you would sort of insist upon? What are your guild lives like right now? Um, I would say that mine's very family-friendly. That's a, probably the main reason why I got back onto it, mm-hmm. because, um, like, I started getting on Twitter with my husband and everything and following some of his guildies and kind of seeing what was going out there. And I started listening to like one of the po- um, podcasts that the guild leaders hosted. Did you listen and to our podcast? I, you know what? I, I'll be honest. No, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but I don't, I'm not really in the wow podcasting world. You know, I really wasn't until just, yeah, until just recently. My husband, like I said, he, I guess I was just starting to get really kind of that jealousy back a little bit. Like, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know who you're talking to. I don't know what's going on. So I started getting interested in kind of the guild that he was in. So the only podcast I listened to was the Stopcast podcast, which was his guild leaders. And they seem to mention their families a lot. You know, like both of them have kids. Both of them have wives. They talk about how, you know, hey, we're family friendly. We get if the baby's screaming in the background, you got to take a break and go. Like, go for it. You know, they had one whole episode about talking about how sad it is to hear your babies cry. And I'm like, oh, my God, I love these guys. You know, yeah. so it really helped me make that decision to get back into it because I was like, you know what? They're going to be cool. They're going to be really um, accommodating. And so that made it an easy decision for me. And I would say probably 50 to 75% of people that I've come across in the guild have big families, whether it's Mm -hmm. just the wives or kids or whatever. So it's definitely family friendly. How about the rest of you? Would you say that your guilds are classified as such? I mean, for me, I, I, I've been the guild leader of my guild since Warcraft started, mm-hmm. since the moment it came out. And I always brought it about as a casual guild because at the time, uh, I was uh, – well, I wasn't a father, but I was I was starting to get very serious about dating people. So I was like, I can't spend all my time just, like, questing and, and raiding and whatnot. I need to spend time with, you know, actual people. So – um, so I wound up getting a lot of people very interested in the fact that we were casual, we, we weren't the hardcore, we weren't enforcing things, and we've never really changed, and so it's, we've attracted a lot of mature gamers who want to have lives outside of the game, we've attracted a lot of parents and, and whatnot, so it's, it's been... It's never really changed for me. Um, I never had to salt it out. So my guild has always been cool with parents. And, you know, someone says, hey, I'm not going to be able to make the raid because I got a I got a date tonight. And, you know, I tried scheduling it on a non-raid night, but, uh, man, she's really <laughs> hot and I need to go out. And we're like, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. We, we completely now, understand. Now, Surface, I think you're the only one here that I know of that has any kind of officer role. Is that true? Or you were a G- or RGM or – well, I, I've been the GM of my guild right. since day one, so... Right. I just didn't know if anybody else here was in an officer position at some point. I was just going to ask you what it's like to be a GM or an officer <clears throat> now that you're a father. Has that changed at all? Um, I spend a lot more... Uh, I, I've, I've delegated a lot more of the things that I used to do to my other officers, and I do a lot more behind-the-scenes. One guild... 
guild officer has has started calling me the puppet master because I start pulling the strings on the forums saying, <laughs> guys, guys need to do this. Make sure you do this because Monday nights are usually the nights where we do like some hardcore progression, mm-hmm. and and so I'll say, guys, make sure you're, you're you try this strat out. This strat doesn't work. You know, make sure you guys take a look at this. Uh, here's some possible things that you guys could be looking at doing. Uh, keep an eye on these people because they seem to be. Uh, they start throwing their rotation off at the very end of a fight when things get chaotic, and so they're just like, "We got it, dude. <laughs> Don't worry about it." And uh, <laughs> so sometimes it's hard for me to, to to pull back because I'm so used to being constantly in there. But I, I've I've delegated a lot more. So so now that you've been a GM and a parent, do you find guild leading is a lot like being a parent? Absolutely. In fact, <laughs> I, I've actually. Um, it, it's funny because I've actually equated being before being a parent, being a GM has I, I felt helped me be a better um, worker, you know, because you know I, I'm, I'm managing people, so in, in my day to day life, it, it it's helped me work with a lot of people with a lot of different personalities and and realize that you can't just you can't pull that old Anixia clip and yell at somebody minus 50 DKP if they're not doing what you want. You have to know how to talk and work with them. Um, but it, it's it's definitely helped me have a little bit more patience, especially with uh, with the Nightling there. But uh, I, I definitely see correlations between the two. I would think it would also help to make you more relatable. Like I know I, I would – if I was in your situation and let's say I had a mommy emergency, I would be really scared to go to my GM who's a single guy, you know, a bachelor and be like, oh, my little one's puking and coughing. And he's like, how does this affect me? What What is this? You know, And you're just going, that's not your audience. They don't understand what you're going through and they're probably not going to be okay with that. But somebody who's in a similar situation to go, oh, puking. Oh, well, yeah. I think I think most people, even uh, especially single people, actually, will appreciate the need to take uh, five minutes when you get peed on. Um, I really <laughs> so. <laughs> so the, the trick really is describing it in graphic detail, and they'll be like, "Just get a hoe, go do your thing." <laughs> but actually, uh, I've actually switched guilds uh, since the dwarfling was born. Actually, and uh, the one, both of them were were very casual, and they were both very very good when it comes to uh, um, you know understanding and, and giving space when you need five minutes because you know something something really smells it shouldn't. Um, but uh, the one I'm in currently actually has been absolutely fabulous. It's not not a family friendly guild per se, only, um, but they've been really great in accommodating uh, my needs. Like they uh, they've helped me get get gear with the uh, with uh, the crafted stuff. They've actually collected we <laughs> we we one of our paladin tanks actually who was a high level blacksmith was basically um, coerced into running uh, heroic after heroic after heroic to get enough uh, chaos orbs to. Uh, craft gear for for the healers, so we we really appreciate his uh, work. But it's uh, they're really actually uh, very very good about it. I haven't run into any problems with uh, with that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go. Let's take a look in the future. Let's say I, that... I still have a guild question. Actually, oh, sure, sure. Yeah, for those of you who are in family friendly guilds, have you found that your guilds have been a good way to meet other parents and share your experiences? In in my guild, we have a ton of parents. I have two of my officers are both parents. In fact, uh, one of my officers actually met his wife in the guild. Um, wow. Found out that they, I mean, well, they sort of met. Like they went to high school together. They both wound up 
getting in the same guild and they wound up getting married and you know having a kid so um you know so we definitely have we have um zia who is one of my co-hosts on, on my podcast who's also an officer i've known her for about full seven years i knew her when she was single when she was dating one guy out of high school i knew her when she was dating uh one of our guildies and then i knew her when she got married to her current husband i mean so i mean we have a lot and then we have we have tons of parents so like every now and then i'll talk i mean people i'll hop on to like mumble every now and then and listen to some of the parents just like swapping like war stories with each other um just like on the middle of a saturday afternoon so i mean definitely very family friendly yeah i mean like our guild is very family friendly friendly but that doesn't mean that the guild is actually um i i don't know how to phrase this uh it is a mature audience only kind of guild, but at the same time, they are all parents, so they understand. And so, like we uh, last year, one of the guys was their kid was having troubles with night terror. And you know what? Better you have a raid of twenty five people in there, and being able to get in bed. And he's like, you know, my son's having night terrors, and you know, is anybody have any ideas? And actually, two of the other guys had. Uh, had the same issue with uh, their kids and was able to at least give them a starting point, you know? And so things like that happen. And at the same time, all of these are parents. So they understand the want of getting away from kid talk. Yeah. (laughs) So, so, you know, except for sometimes like that, they're also, you know, pretty uh, wow focused and just, you know, wanting to, that was what I tell my writers all the time is that's what got me through, especially the first, you know, five months of baby was actually being able to get on once a week. And, and even with Fimless and being able to podcast about, wow, having something that was not baby related, Mm -hmm that it had nothing to do with the child. You know, yeah, I had to schedule it and had to get on and all that type of thing that we were talking about earlier. But once I was in game and, and I got that hour of being able to do something, it was so had nothing to do with, you know, being puked on and spit up on and, and cleaning something and pooped on or smell, you know, it's like complete wow centric time. And, you know, and having to be able to get on vent and being able to go, wow, they knew me who I was two years ago and who I am now and being able to accept that. And and uh, and it's been really helpful emotionally, especially after giving birth. That was they were my rock uh, once a week to be able to go. Life will go on. It'll get better. Everybody tells me that it gets easier. These guys are telling me it gets easier, you know, and the other moms on that I raid with told me it's it'll get it gets easier differently. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get necessarily easier, but you it gets easier differently. All the problems change that it, most of the problems you'll be able to address. Yeah, exactly. So you're not going to be as tired dealing with all the little pains <laughs> it's just just mm-hmm. moments of like night terrors and that type of thing that it's stuff to look forward to <laughs> you, really you know I, you know i want to i want to just interject that you know what hydra said is very similar to my guild you know very mature you know not safe for children like when we're exactly like, on raid but like everyone's just seems to be really helpful and ready to jump in and, and help when needed 
But um, understand, it's it's really hard to, to describe that. I don't know, like, when a family-friendly, like, we don't have kids in our guild. Like, mm-hmm. you have to be 18 or older. Yep, but so we're a family-friendly right. fi- fam- fam- family guild. I think you can right. have both. I think that's normal. I mean, I think yeah. it's exactly like you said, and I, your guild sounds like something I would really respect because the problem that I've always had and being the single girl, the consummate single girl is, you know, it's always been really, I don't want to say sad, but it's difficult when you see people who you've known to be one way and they kind of give that all up to the extreme where you can't have fun with them anymore and they purposely, I'm a mommy, we can't talk about that now, or you try to have that conversation with them, you know, oh, I, I can't do that anymore. And it's, it, you know, I think there's a time to be the mom like you said there's a time to be in mommy mode and 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 do that and then there's time where you don't want to be you know you want to still be able to have fun and then you should be able to have both and and i think it's great that you're in a guild that can do that because i would be it's always i think it's always very weird to be around people that give that all up and they they fall so into the mommy role that they you know it's like you said you can't have the dirty joke anymore and you can't you know it's um i think you can have both and i think it's great I think you're absolutely right. I think you absolutely can have both. Um, and that's part of the way I look at uh, my WoW activities. It's it's like my night out. It's like a bowling league. Yeah. It's like something like that. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's an exactly activity that. to get away from uh, from responsibility for a, for an hour or two or whatever. So it's your it's escape actually, for the evening, you know, just to escape for a while. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So that's uh, that's really when I was sitting down with with my wife to to talk about it and do the negotiations, so to speak. Um, that's really how I I presented it. It's like this is what I use to relax and to unwind. And and yes, and you know after three hours of wiping to that you know that boss, uh, <laughs> it, yeah, I can get frustrated, but I'm still happy. I'm still having fun, and and that's why I need the game the way it is. I mean, you can, if, if you have a, a spouse who doesn't game and you're trying to um, explain why the gaming is important to you, you know, you can't just say, well, it's because I, I don't want to be around you guys for three hours. It's, <laughs> uh, you really have to, you know, there's got to be a, a better reason for that. And, uh, and that's, that's, that's my, uh, the way I approach it is that this is my, it's my, my sanctuary time and, uh, to get away from it. And of course I have to give her time too. Uh, you know, she goes out and does her garden and I have to take care of the dwarfling. So, so it's all a give and take, but. But it's great yeah, that I, people look at the game like that because, like I said, people people get so many things out of the game, and and this is one side of the game that people don't think about. You know, they don't realize that the game can be this to you guys and then to other people, and and I think it's great. I think it's great that the game is able to do that, and then it's not just a game at that point. It is, like you said, it is a support system, and it is a night out, and and I think that's awesome. That that's cool. Yeah, I think my wife never. I mean, sh- she's gamed, but she isn't. I-, I wouldn't ever classify her as a as a gamer. But mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, I remember it was probably oh, probably back in probably BC. We were I was sitting there. We we were raiding. Uh, I think it was at the time Magtheridon, and you know, wow. we were just like banging our head heads against them for so long, and um, and. She kept on looking at me. She's like, you know, you're constantly frustrated by this. She's like, how was this fun for you? And then she was like, because <laughs> she was sitting next to me. And when we finally took him down, like, she heard, like, just the screaming coming from my headphones. And I'm like, that's why it's fun for me. And so <laughs> since then, she's kind of understood that she just, she knows that I like being in charge. And, um, and that, that's, that's how I find enjoyment out of the game. So, mm-hmm. uh, so let's fast forward a little bit to the future. Your children, let's say we're all level 130, 
that expansion comes out <laughs> and your child looks at you and says, I want to play World of Warcraft. Yeah. Would, would you let your kid play World of Warcraft? Um, what age do you think would be a good time to get them introduced to that? What are your thoughts on all of that? Just so you know, the Dwarfling has already played World of Warcraft. Uh, <laughs> really? Well, quite often I'll be playing, you know, have her sitting on my lap, and her arms are just long enough that she sees me hitting the keyboard, so she thinks that sounds like fun. So she starts doing that. Oh, she, yeah. She's hit the space bar. She's hit many different things. She's dismounted me off my off my mount over Storm <laughs> to my death. Um, so she has already played World of Warcraft, and I would be yes. happy. I would be happy if uh, if she could play. Um, I actually introduced the game to my nephew, uh, I think when he was five, um, and he didn't couldn't really do the whole keyboard and mouse thing. So I had to I had to help him, and basically I would show him or I'd click things and, and start attacking, and then he'd do the rest. But uh, he had such a blast, and every time he comes over to my house, like, can we play World of Warcraft? Can we? Play? It's like all he says. So. <laughs> What about the rest of you? Would you be okay with your children wanting to play? And if so, at what age would you think it's a good time to get them started? I mean, I, I think so. I mean, my nephew, he's five. He, I created him a World of Warcraft character. He's got a boomkin, and he absolutely loves killing boars. Mm-hmm. Um, he can't, just kind of like fan said, he can't do the whole mouse and keyboard, so I'll do the mouse for him, and I'll tell him that he has to push, like, one, two, three, or four. Mm-hmm. And, and he understands that. And then I have um, a, a nine-year-old niece who, she comes over, and she can do the mouse and keyboard, and I'll sit next to her, and I'll watch her play. And she has, she has a night elf priest, and she she likes to play so you know i i think and the nightling has played and uh i actually ran into the same problem that fanny did where she was randomly hitting buttons <laughs> so i actually remapped all the keys on my keyboard for my death knight to be um scourge strike so that way whenever she hit any key on my keyboard <laughs> it was scourge strike and it worked out pretty great um nice. you'll have her for you in no time uh, we have done we have done the molten front dailies together that, that's our saturday morning routine i get up with her in the morning and we go and we do the dailies so the wonderful thing about really young kids is that you never know like they have a totally different definition of what fun is like uh, when i sh- was showing my nephew uh how to play he was fascinated with water he would jump in he would swim around the water and i'm like okay whatever <laughs> this is in the night elf starting area so it means there's nothing in it but uh and then he's like, I want to learn how to fish. So I'm like, dude, you go ahead. I hate fishing. You go ahead. I, I was encouraged to spend hours doing that. You know, you'd spend the entire weekend, you fish, you level up my fishing for me, and I don't have to do it. So, Hi, yeah. Christine. What are your thoughts? Uh, I think that my husband and I would totally disagree on this topic, but he would let him play tomorrow. And <laughs> I, I personally, I, I have a little bit more stipulation on it. This is my reasoning for it, though. Um, I am very, very much about, you know, getting a good, not that you, I'm not saying you parents aren't, but about getting a good education. (laughs) And I know how addicting WoW can be. And when you get a 12 or 13 year old and all he wants to do is sit inside and play games all the time. And I'm like, get outside and go play (laughs) and interact with other people. You're not going to sit inside and play on a computer all night. Like I'm not going to have it. (laughs) So it's not the game that I'm like, no, 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 you can't play. It's the addictive nature of it. And I can see where kids can get totally into it. And then they're going to be like all about it and they're going to be done. So if, if it was up to me, I would rather him wait until he was older and that he could, like, you know, decide when he would want to play it and everything and not introduce it at too young of an age. Because my husband's been a gamer since he was eight, and it's like 
he sat there and played Mario like for hours. You know, I hear these stories about him doing that. And it's just like, no wonder why you didn't play sports when you were younger. <laughs> you were a gamer, you know. So I, I do want him to get be more active and be more involved in different things than sitting in front of the computer. So that's that's my logic behind it, though. Yeah, my I actually my my sister-in-law plays and my nephew is now 14, but he started playing when he was 10. And uh, I think that math is right. Anyways, um, he, you know, we helped him and got him started. And the, I don't have with, with the spawn, she's done the same thing. She makes bounce and the, you know, she loves keyboards, especially since now we Skype with her, with family members and stuff like that. But, uh, I actually have already had decided when she wants to get and get into WoW that she, I'm actually going to steer her towards like Disney's Toontown online where, so she can, because one of my fears with WoW is, is the language and how complicated it is. And I know it's frustrating for adults sometimes. And I know that we're all very experienced gamers here, but I've had worked with, <laughs> I was about to say have to deal with, but it, no, I've worked with my mother-in-law who's <laughs> turning 60 this year and have, you know, getting her to play and the struggles she's had. And I would never say that she is very computer literate and still the game is very much a struggle for her. And the idea of trying to work with a five-year-old and the concepts and, and I, I just like for my own sensibilities, I decided, you know what, I'd rather have like a, a game in between like no game and wow to get her, you know, get to get her started. Mm-hmm. And I've seen Toontown and played Toontown before. And it's very, very much like wow in how you move and how you use key bind, you know, you characters granted, you don't adjust the key bindings, but you know, push the keyboard and move with your, tune and you know you get into groups and you kind of go and do a boss fight with it and and it's it's like basically wow light it's an mmo light and uh, i would rather her enjoy that in an afternoon if she's gonna then to get her into a wow which might be way too much complicated and so that if she only does play for an hour it's more of her like spending 20 or half an hour of just figuring out what it is she's doing as opposed to Toontown where she could just jump in. So that's kind of, and I probably would introduce that to her around four or five years old. If that's what she did, if she wants to do it at all, Mm -hmm. well, she, it's kind of hard for her not to want to do that type of stuff when our whole entire house is full filled with like comic books and books and, you know, and video games and, Alex Ross on our walls and yeah, it's just, (laughs) she, she, it's a poor thing, but at the same time, uh, it's a realistic expectation. So I kind of have that plan already out and my husband and I have already discussed that. What do you guys think of fam? Oh, sorry. Do you want to, I was just going to jump in here and saying, I was actually really, really surprised. I was worried about that too. when I introduced my nephew to the game as that he just, he wouldn't be able to figure it out. He would not be able to understand it. And, uh, he, um, I was amazed how quickly he picked it up because oh, he sure. uh, 
like he went originally like he couldn't figure it out he couldn't figure out how to do the mouse and the keyboard at the same time he couldn't figure out the concept of turning on auto attack and just leaving it um and then like probably the next the next time he came to visit which was a couple weeks later he was he was like, no, I can do it. I can totally do it. And he sat there and he just did it. And he was playing oh, on his own. I'm like, awesome. So I actually, I loaded up my laptop, played, created a character, and we actually played together. And I was just running around doing the quest and trying to show him how to do it the right way, I guess, and and uh, and do things um, well the way it logically makes sense for me. But he just, he was just like, spiders, kill him. Eh, you know, <laughs> just having some, so much fun doing stuff that was completely pointless, like killing squirrels. And, um, yeah, to them it's, and it's shiny and new. And and it's so much fun. I mean, we, we take for granted, like, I remember the first time I played it and, you know, going through uh, Dunmorog and, and killing bunnies just just for fun. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was probably, the you know, an indicator of being a psychopath or something, but it was fun. And it's amazing how kids... Will will pick up something like that and then just have fun with it. It was actually a lot of it was great. What do you guys think of the like, families who play together? You know, sometimes you hear about these guilds that the parents, the parents, and the usually big families and the grandparents and the and you know the six kids and they all have this guild together and they play together and that's like their family time. It's fantastic. The I last say, I've never guild, even heard of that. Yeah, the last guild I was in, um, the the two sons the. Uh, father and I think like a uncle or aunt uh, the uncle and the aunt like played all all together I mean they were their own little five-man dungeon you know like to do dungeon runs and that type of thing and and I I loved it I thought it was a lot of it was really great and plus I mean the favorite thing I love we you know we talk about Rate, I, I raid with my spouse so the fact of the matter is is that they just need someone to uh, come in for a boss fight because so and so uh, another like another DPS has to go and deal with his son. Then it's like, hey, is Hydra available? You know, can she hop it on for just the boss fight until he's available? Oh, sure, yeah, I could hop on for a half an hour for you know and get a chance at epic loot. You know, really, I mean, who's gonna say no? And uh, and they were the same way where it's like. Oh, do you needed another DPS. Uh, the father was on. Hey, is you know your tank son available to run this you know dungeon really quick? And he's like, oh, I'll go check. You know, it was great. I mean, in in that sense, <laughs> because you have a be, to be able to get in contact with people and it and and they understood and uh, and especially for raid availability, you got got it. Now that at the same time sucked because if they went on a family trip or something like that you not only lost your tank you lost a healer and a dps because they were all on your family trip so it was really important for them and communication within the guild to you know know who is going where and that was the one thing like we i always say and it was jokingly that you know dps is so replaceable both my husband and i are both dps and uh but at the same time, we all know D- good DPS is hard to find, mm-hmm. and DPS that stands out of fire is hard to find, and who understands everything. And uh, so, but when both of us are not available, it does it can put a lurch on you know on the raid. So we do try to make sure that it's, we communicate with with our, our raids that we're not both of us are not going to be available at least back then. Now they don't care because I only come in once a week, but. Mm-hmm. 
I would say just to kind of go on what we were saying earlier is that it kind of like takes away from that alone time that you have away from your family, you know, like I don't want that to, you know, I don't want it to sound bad, but it's like, you know, we were talking earlier that this is my escape time. So like the thought of me and my son playing together is like, yeah, no, I'm not (laughs) I'm not feeling that so much. So, and you can't do like the whole mature adult time. You can't like do, if you're going to talk about something in guild chat or whatever, you know, you can't do a lot of that when you're writing with your son or your niece or your nephew or even your grandma. There's a lot of things I wouldn't say in front of my grandma. So it's like, I don't, I don't know if I would, I would, me personally, I don't think I could do that. Oh, I totally get that. I'm as blunt in person as I am online. So it wouldn't be surprised to my family, but you're right. You're I that thought of having the spawn and they first of all she wouldn't qualify. She wouldn't be 18, you know, or and older, but not even you close. You have your own. Just but you we would your she, family that you play in maybe two hours a week and true. Right? Yeah, the rest yeah. you have your 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 main character and your grown up child. It would definitely yeah. I, be split. I I personally would have to do that too. Yeah. Oh, and I totally understand that whole. <laughs> alone time yeah i um i would abs- i don't have any family members that play uh anything really uh i would kill to have my wife play with me but uh i've never been able i've never been able to convince her in fact she just said that if we did play together she would murder me uh so but uh, right there yep pretty much <laughs> so um but yeah i think it would it would be a lot of fun uh to have uh have family, especially if you've got a long distance family relationship and you want to, you want to stay in touch and have a shared activity. I think it's a, it's a great thing. So is there anything else that you feel we should cover that you guys want to bring up that you'd like our listeners to know about or any other questions you have for each other or hopefully any questions I I left out or I think that the (laughs) biggest thing to get from this is that we're, you know, we all still get wow time. You know, I think a lot of people think that just because you have kids, it it depends on your life. And one of the things I keep going back to my husband because my husband is the person who he reads comic books. He watches movies. He watches TV. He does. Wow. You know, he is um, the the comic book geek. I mean, we every year we've gone to San Diego Comic Con. I mean, this was the life that I married into. And uh, I also understand, though, that it's a real struggle for him to balance. These are all now, and he it's more now with, with the kids, that these are all extracurricular. These are extra things that you get to do. And I am constantly, when he, we also have droid phones, and, you know, like people with the Angry Birds, you know, and they log in all their hours on Angry Birds. I will see him sitting on the couch playing, like, uh, Sudoku or, or some, you know, he has another couple of other quick games and I go is that truly what you want to be spending this next 20 minutes doing you know do you you know do you want to go watch it you know a stream video I mean you have to look at your time and go is this truly what I want to do and during my relaxing time mm-hmm. you know and and if wow truly is what you enjoy make the time and figure it out whether or not it is you know there was some weeks like I said I told families there was more I would get on for an hour on WoW and I would spend three hours podcasting. But that was included in my mind as WoW time. I would spend more time podcasting about WoW than playing WoW. And 
I realized that I'm, I love this game so much. I needed to change that. I needed to make sure I got at least three hours a week of my time to get onto WoW and do that. And it, and that was a big relief to my husband in the sense that it gave me the break. Like I needed that mental break and it's a great tool to give you that break of, I need to be in the next room for my, you know, daughter, uh, because she's teething. And, uh, you know, if she wakes up or, so, you know, without having to spend time driving to the bowling alley, doing, you know, and being away from it all, I still felt like it, it's a good, it's just a good way to get that downtime without actually going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And but you need to make it a, a choice. And some people's choice is and you'll hear it is that they stop playing WoW. But that doesn't mean that there wasn't something else in their life that was going on that was like more of a priority to them. Like if my husband had to choose right now, if I said as a wife and said, you have to choose between comic books and WoW, it would be comic books 100 mm-hmm. percent. And he would dump WoW in a heartbeat. OK, it would be take longer and there would be fighting and all that. But if I said, I, you know, we will leave you if you do, you do not choose between these two items, I know what he would choose. And that's what you have to do with WoW is you just have to look at your time. And that's what I've done on my own time. You know, I was online six, not, you know, six, maybe even seven nights a week. And now I'm only one, one once a week, twice, if I'm really lucky. And, uh, and those are the choices that you're going to have, you know, you make it, you know, week by week. And that's what I always said. Don't I don't try to plan further than the next couple of weeks because I, I've never had a kid before. I don't know what she's going to be at, like when she's 12 months old. I don't know what it's going to be, you know, 13 months old. You know, I don't know. And every every kid is different. I mean, I know my girlfriend who just had we went to a birthday party yesterday. She can't he, her son when he's awake can't she does not want her to leave his sight at all whereas my daughter's like oh she she just plays and she does whatever she wants it's like only when she you know and you just don't know until until the kid and so making the all or nothing decision is just it really is you just have to assess it yeah i wrote a post about a post about this actually uh just before uh, the dwarfling was born, and uh, I was basically talking about how I was going to cope with uh, the limited playtime and still achieve all the goals that I wanted. And it was really just a matter of uh, of setting, being more clear with yourself about what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you're if you're playing for because you want to raid, then play to raid. If you're if you're playing just because you want to screw around, then great. But don't when you're playing your your time is precious and and don't don't waste it don't sit around talk or you know reading trade chat and and commenting in guild chat about how lame it is you know that sort of thing it's just it's a complete waste of time so set set your set your priorities uh with your family always at, at the top but uh but then set your game priorities and uh arrange your time around those and be honest with yourself and be honest with your partner because that is like I said, told you about how my husband suddenly decided he wanted to raid three nights. And even though it wasn't a conscious, like he wasn't trying to do it maliciously. He didn't, you know, it was, but I felt it. I felt it as a, you know, as a mom and as a time together as a family, I felt it. And I didn't know what it was because, you know, especially as young parents, it all kind of starts blending together. (laughs) 
<laughs> and so I didn't, you know, my wow time and his, you know, how often he was on didn't jive in my head until he mentioned it. So he could have gone through that argument with me or this discussion, we'll call it a discussion, with me and not said anything. He could have just said, oh, I don't know why, you know, you're feeling extra stressed this week. Mm-hmm. But he said he's like, oh, my goodness. He just like kind of stopped in the middle of the conversation because he, he put two, two, two together and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I rated three times, you know, three times this week. You didn't have me an extra night. And that's probably what you're feeling. And and then it was like that was the end of the discussion. I'm like, oh, OK. Okay, I get it. So are you going to be rating three times this week, too? Because so I can adjust my schedule. And he's like, no, it was just for those two weeks while the raider moved. And it, and that honesty with each other um, and, the, you know, building that relationship really made the biggest difference. Yeah, it's funny. You know, we've been talking about this for an hour and a half. It really could have been boiled down into one very, very simple <laughs> statement. It's like yes, talk exactly. to your wife. You know, talk to whoever you're with, whether it's your your spouse, your husband, whatever, your guild, let them know what you need. And uh, most people are very accommodating and will will help out wherever they possibly can. But if you don't tell the people around you and the people who are important to you about what's going on, then you're going to cause conflict. Every single time that my wife and I argue about this game, it's because I'm not talking to her about what's going on and uh, what I'm doing. And that's that's really really what it boils down to. Okay. Hey, I just give my wife a complete night off. So on Tuesday nights, I come home, she gives me the kid, she leaves. <laughs> that is a great idea. You need to talk to my husband about that. <laughs> Can my you get in touch with him? <laughs> yeah. My husband yesterday said, why don't you go get your hair cut? I was so out of the house so fast. It was like, <laughs> throw on a shirt yeah. and... I imagine it must be you, like the women who are on maternity leave, the mummies, you guys are the ones who need the break the most because all day long you're breastfeeding, you're changing diapers, and you know, at least uh, the spouse who isn't on maternity leave gets to get away all day and go to work. Yeah. I mean, work is they don't fun, get that. They don't, but... I know, but they don't get that at all because, like, whenever my husband would kind of come home from that, he'd be like, you've been home all day. Like, what are you talking about? I'm the one that needs the break. And it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> but, my, my... And I, it's hard because I would be so jealous if he was home all day with a kid and I wasn't. So I get it, but I was still like, for real, I need a break. And he yeah. would go game at night. And I'm like, no. Yeah, if, I ever, if I ever have my own child, if I don't adopt and I have a spouse, he's totally going on paternity leave and I'm staying at work. Well, my yeah, husband, you say that now. You'll change your mind. <laughs> you know, actually six weeks off with uh, California, like the, I forget what it's called, but the men also get basically a maternity leave. I, I forget what it is. And, um, and it was a joy to have him here for those six weeks because he would just tell me what I needed to do because <laughs> I was so tired. But uh, he, he gets it because I let him, Actually, I forced him to do everything when he on because he also gets three days. So one day, like I, I'm like, you need to know how to do this. You need to know that. And then as she got older, when at about eight months, we, uh, I put him and her into daddy and me swim classes. So they, so it was one thing they did once a week in the morning, and it was only twenty minutes. 
hello, it wasn't that long, but he was in charge of, I would pack the bag for him, the diaper bag and send them all off. And then he, he was the one who had to deal with, you know, going to the class and do it. And he came back to me and he like was all jealous because all the other dads who were there in the class, their wives came with them. And I told him, well, do you think any of those moms, like if, if they are at home moms, I'm not saying it's, it's the working moms because you want to have as much time together as a family as possible. But I'm like, if those moms are at home, do you think that they trust their husbands enough with their child all by themselves for an hour? And he's like, uh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, that's the difference is I trust you to be able to go to class, have the class come home and spend an hour. And, um, both of you will be fine, you know? And, uh, <laughs> he's like, Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But at the same time, you know, it's it's again the whole time time thing, and and yeah, and I give him his wow time. Okay, so if there's nothing else, why don't we all go over how we can find each of you if people wanted to reach out to you with comments or feedback or to check out anything that you guys have going on? Sure, I'll go first because mine's really easy. <laughs> I don't blog. I don't blog. I didn't do anything crazy like that. But I am on Twitter. I'm at. Steenerino, it's S-T-I-N-E-E-R-I-N-O, Steenerino. Okay. And that's it. <laughs> I, uh, I write the blog Battle Medic, or Dwarven Battle Medic. It's available uh, at battlemedic.blogspot.com. I'm also uh, the proud author of uh, Dear Dwarfling, which is my letters to, uh, to the Dwarfling, uh, and that's at dwarfling.wordpress.com. I'm also available on Twitter and uh, Fanon451. And I'm Hydra, and you could find me on the Twisted Nether blogcast with my co-host Fimless. And I'm also trying to blog back on my blog uh, more on almostevil.blogspot.com. And yes, that's where you can find me. Oh, and I'm on Twitter also as Hydrar. Okay. Hydrar. (laughs) <laughs> I have no idea how I wasn't following you, Hydra. <laughs> it has been kind of strange with the unfollow. So you may have been, and it just got you. It just got you. No, I just. She just completely slipped under my radar, and I have no it's idea okay. how. I. That's that's the. It's the. Yeah, I was gonna say. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't stealth as a warlock. <laughs> that's my husband. He's the rogue. Oh, where can people find you? Um, let's see, I write variantavatar.com. Um, I recently started writing another blog called gamerscookbook.com, which, uh, apparently I have way too many recipes getting submitted than I can keep up with. And, uh, I am co-host on the Sundering Podcast, and you can find me on Twitter at Seraphus, C-E-R-A-P-H-U-S. And I was also wondering, those of you who are in parent-friendly guilds, I know we have a lot of parents who said that they wanted to tune in, and some of them were looking for guilds. Are any of your guilds recruiting? Oh, yes. Yep, We're always recruiting. Guild. And we are, but at the same time, unless you're on Farstriders, I always make laugh of... Uh, Farstriders is like the top, like when you hear about servers who don't have the servers first yet, that's where Farstriders is. We're like the bottom 10 servers in the U.S. And uh, But you're happy to check us out if you really, really are desperate. We're the sleepless. Uh, I want to say sleepless. Dot, the sleepless. Dot 
net. I'll have to go check that really quick. But um, but we're on Far Striders, and we're happy to talk to you. And usually there's someone on at all times. Um, yeah. I know our – oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no you go ahead, Christine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I know our guild's always um, recruiting. They're up to four raiding guilds. They have, like, three during the week, one on the weekend. Always looking for more people or, like, standbys or whatever. Um, their website is violentapathy.com, and we are on the Emerald Dream U.S. server on the Alliance side. So check us out. And it is family-friendly, but don't get me wrong. It's definitely a mature adult guild. It's not, you know, it's not for, like, children or anything like that. Definitely mature mm-hmm. adults. So, but nice guild. Awesome guild. Uh, Sorry, uh, I just checked. It's the sleepless.info. I knew it wasn't .com. So. Uh, my server, or my guild is Mountaintop uh, on Sardras. And we're always recruiting. We're trying to put together a second raid team right now. Uh, our first raid team is five of seven in Firelands and actually very good. It's a family-friendly guild in the sense that it's very casual and there's no there's no requirements at all. Uh, but it's actually it's it's unique in that it's not actually filled with a lot of family people. Uh, it's more mature, but um, but I think I'm actually one of the very few people with kids, <laughs> so they're just very accommodating to everybody. And uh, my guild, uh, we're we're recruiting. We're actually um, trying to get another ten man going, possibly uh, uh, solidify up a twenty five man. So if you're over eighteen and you're looking for like a two to three night commitment, um, we're a East Coast server. Uh, so phalanxofnod.com, p h a l a n x o f n o d. We're the only guild in the world with that name. So if you can't find <laughs> us, there's a problem. And if you guys don't mind, my husband's in the background saying, pump my podcast, pump my podcast. So uh, you, you can find my husband at Ref Grind Radio <laughs> Podcast. He he just started it. They're kind of getting fresh and going. They're like on episode seven. So if I can just throw that in there real quick, I appreciate sure. it. <laughs> <laughs> And just before we wrap up here, I'd like to thank my wife, who actually sat here in the room and listened to me blather on for an hour and a half <laughs> and didn't make a lot of faces at me. So she, I would like to thank her for that. Yeah, I'd love to, that, that, I would love to see those faces. Like, I'm just imagining this woman sitting next to me. <laughs> yeah, but she, was she keeping you honest? So... No, I'm sure she will uh, correct me any uh, any problems that I had uh, or anything that she disagreed with. I'm sure she'll correct that uh, afterwards. I didn't find a couple of spouses, but there were no takers. Well, really I think part comment. of it, like, my husband would have jumped on if it wasn't for the fact that he's the one who's taking care of the spawn right now. Oh. So. Yeah, that's what I figured, too, is that while, while I hogged you all, the idea... Yeah your spouses would be looking after the little ones. I'm just well, waiting for I'm I just want to jump in and thank my wife that, you know, while I've been podcasting here, she had found the time to put our daughter to sleep and also forward me bills that I had to pay. Right. <laughs> well, hopefully you can, uh, you can apologize to my wife personally next time you're here. So. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think that's in two weeks or so. I'm just looking Select. forward to a comment. I'm waiting for a comment like from Mrs. Fannin. Three minutes and two seconds. What Fannin actually meant was he should have said five minutes and 14 <laughs> seconds. At this point, Fannin brought up a story, and I'm waiting for that kind of comment. Like, oh, just like the errata of it all. Yeah. Thankfully, she will likely never listen to this. Okay. Uh, so. <laughs> oh, but uh, but Fannin, I, I do want to say since I got – it's uh, because of you that I – while my wife was in labor – we came up with the name The Nightling. You kind of helped with that. Yeah, and, I remember that conversation, actually. <laughs> and uh, my wife is sitting there drugged, laying in bed, and I go to her, I'm like, honey, we're already naming our, our daughter The Nightling, and she just gave me a dirty look. So, uh, <laughs> I, Yeah, probably I, not the best timing. No, yeah. but it but it all worked out in the end. She's, I think yeah. I was okay. <laughs> one of the, probably one of the worst, worst, most horrible stories I have is that literally I'm sitting here writing this huge post on um, on coping with with uh, with the baby and uh, literally Jen is my wife is is about to go into labor she's like we should probably go to the hospital I'm like wait 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 I want to finish this <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, looking back I'm like wow that was really horrible so <laughs> we did get there in time uh, we had lots of time actually apparently like 30 hours early Oh, 30 hours. Yeah, my I was in the hospital for 30 hours, too. Oh, no. Now we're going to get into birthing stories. Sorry. Let's stop there. It's <laughs> time to wrap up the show. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I just want I think Ophelia and I wanted to thank you all for coming on and for, for giving us your time and your stories and things of that nature. Um, our next couple episodes, I do want to air the big announcement right here. Um, Ophelia and I have decided that we are going to start doing roundtables. Um, we felt like roundtables were something that hadn't been done in a while. I know Raid Warning was doing them for a while. I know the Matacast had brought up maybe bringing them back. And we kind of felt like we wanted to tackle that. And we wanted to tackle them in a way that, again, we felt hadn't been done before. Um, not only have they not been done for a while, but normally when you hear podcasts, you tend to hear the same people. And it's not that they don't know what they're doing and everything like that. But you, again, you tend to hear the same people. Um, so we wanted to bring people on that maybe we felt hadn't been represented on roundtables before. Um, so we do want to do a tank one. We do want to do a healing one. We may do a DPS one. Um, I believe our first one is going to be tanks, I believe, especially we with all so. the tank changes. Yeah, we um, so. so we're going to be on the hunt for some tanks that we enjoy, um, that have, you know, that are personalities. So keep your eyes peeled for that. If you think you might be a good fit for that, let us know and we'd be happy to consider you. But um, that is our big announcement that we are going to start doing roundtables hopefully starting with the next show so um, hopefully people get a kick out of that and that we cover some new ground um, so if there's nothing else thanks again thanks for Thank having you me. guys yeah, for having for us the invite. and uh, have a good one have a good one too good night bond james bond